0: Hello, it's me. We're back. The weekend episode. Um, Technically, it's meant to be more of a Friday episode, but I'm not exactly great at keeping uh, on time for things. So let's just call it generally a weekend episode. Um, There will be always three episodes a week, three reviews a week, but whether they come out on the promised Monday, Wednesday and Friday is kind of uh, up in the air. (laughs) This may seem like a very specific question, but do you know of any English musicians who were in their prime 30 years ago that are releasing a record this year that nobody asked for? Oh, mate, I have just the thing. And the great thing about this joke is that we'll be able to reuse it three or four times because we've got Ozzy Osbourne, Morrissey, and maybe The Cure releasing a record this year as well. So, really, I'm just going to copy paste this exact vocal track whenever we review those. Excellent. <laughs> Okay, so Pet Shop Boys' new album, Hotspot. Um, even though I was a bit negative uh, just then, I have to say I came away with this with mostly, you know, mildly positive feelings. Um, I actually was expecting this to be really quite, like, insanely bad um, because the Pet Shop Boys are kind of one of those groups that only really had a five-year uh period of relevance and every time they release a new work it seems like maybe they're just digging themselves deeper into a hole, especially dance music, electronic music is not having... good time critically at the moment. That's not just because it's dance music, that's mainly because uh, it's one of the the big commercial genres of the moment, though it's kind of slipping out of it, um, but it has been for most of the last decade. And in return, that means that the people dominating uh, the genre are not exactly uh, artists and auteurs. Example, you know, the late Avicii and uh, Calvin Harris and, uh, you know, years and years and and people like that who aren't really... um, bringing out the best of dance music like, you know, Aphex Twin and the Pet Shop Boys did in the 90s. Um, it, would, it would be much the same as the Happy Mondays coming out with something now. It just doesn't seem called for. But I'm kind of glad that they did because the Pet Shop Boys have always been quite good with melody. I'm not as familiar with their discography as I would like to be, mainly because they're not really in my Area of eighties uh, new wave offshoots because most English music, British music in the eighties and nineties, is an offshoot of new wave, however distant, right? Um, and they're just not so much my area. Same with the Happy Mondays and other groups like that. But I, uh, you know, you have respect for them because they're a great pop act, one of the best, and I think the highest-selling pop uh, duo in at least Britain, but maybe maybe a bunch of other countries as well. Um, I was kind of expecting this to be lacklustre as so many uh, artists who had their primes 20, 30 years ago, you know, or more, uh, uh, when they make a work that usually is is how it, how it is. For example, The Cure, though I love them so, and I, I'm sure you'll hear me talk about them in the future, their last uh, record was in 2008 and it wasn't exactly good like, it was, it was um, tolerable, and it had some flashes of quality, but generally, it, it, it didn't exactly hit the mark, and as I think we all know by now, Morrissey's work uh, of late, maybe since the late 90s, has been kind of irredeemable, um, just because it's so bland. He is stunningly mediocre at this point in his career, and he gets worse and worse every record, every single he releases, which is very upsetting, because Morrissey, regardless of his views, uh, some of which I think may be a little bit misrepresented, but not by much, of course, Um, regardless of his views and him as a person, he's created some really great art with the Smiths and as a solo performer, and then at some point he just lost that spark of creativity, and I think it happens to a lot of groups. The Who, for example, put out another album called... I forgot what it was called. I think it was just called The Who or something. It was terrible. It was very bad, very obvious, terrible tuning, terrible production, just all over the place, piece of shit. And, you know, it's trying to be self-aware. The first line of the record was like, I know you're going to hate this song. And I'm like, dude... People need to know when to retire. They need to know when to stop, right? Paul McCartney had a record last year. It wasn't very good. I don't know why they just keep working. They just keep producing when there's no need to. You know, and I understand maybe, right, uh, if you feel like you have more to give as an artist, absolutely go for it, right? But a lot of these records, obviously, are kind of focus group crafted, like take the best parts of your past and refashion them into a similar product. But that doesn't sell, you know, as much as the actual products from the past does at the end of the day, you know? Michael Jackson, for all of his faults, and they are now many, knew when to stop. You know, he didn't keep chucking out records. The dude only released an album every five years from about... And this is when he was signed to Epic Records, I'm not talking about his prior career, from about 1979 to about 1995, and that was about it, really, you know? You just have to know when to read The Room. And a lot, of the, a lot of these guys can't. And the Pet Shop Boys can't really either. But this record was kind of worth it. It was nice enough. It w- Great grasp on melody. And the production's always, you know, at least uh, uh, justifiable with, with, with their records because that's part of their whole thing. You know, if you're an electronic artist, you know your way around um, a computer terminal. You have to, right? I don't know why I said computer terminal, but you know what I mean. And it's obvious that um, they've acquainted themselves with the most modern tools available. Um... I'm not saying that this was a masterpiece. It certainly wasn't, and it wasn't up to the level of Circles, for example. But it certainly exuded a lot more confidence than the Destroyer record. Um, so I'm I'm a little bit leaning a little bit more towards this um, than than I am, you know, uh, the the last album. Um, and I don't have a lot to say about it though. It's very simple dance pop. Like you're not getting anything deeper than that at all. Like I read something, some review, maybe it was Pitchfork, uh, call it, you know, autumnal and, oh, it's it's a collection of mid-tempo songs. No, it's not. It's a collection of club songs. The club songs, the first four or so are quite good, Then the remaining six are fair to middling, right? That's just, it's a pop record, and it's a pop record made by people that know they're going to sell regardless. You know, they went to number one, whatever, because the first single, the, the first song was good. Their single, which is like track six, is fairly good, you know, the lead single. Uh, like... You don't have to do that much more to bring the money in um, when you're at this point in your career like the, like they are, right? So I suppose you know I'm overall feeling about a seven and a half or an eight for this. Um, not you know I'm not discrediting its quality. I'm just saying it it does feel like they could have just you know they bang this out quite easily, but it's a lot better than most elder statesmen musicians. Uh, banged-out works. Like, this Ozzy Osborne record that's going to come out, oh, it's going to be bad. And it might be his last as well, because he's dying. So <laughs> I'm kind of excited, because it's going to be really shit, you know? And you look all across the landscape, and all these people who are absolute you know, kings of, of the music world, or at least the indie music world, alternative music world, in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 70s, whatever, you know, whenever. Even the 60s, still. They just don't seem to understand how... To recapture that spark, you know, and I know I'm not really talking a lot about the record, but trust me, when you hear it, if you do hear it, and I recommend you do, it's nice enough. It's pretty short as well. It it doesn't have a lot to say. It just it's good, you know. If you were at a club, for example, you would enjoy it maybe a lot more than you'd enjoy it sitting in your li- in your you know in your bedroom. But I put it on my speakers. I turned it up. Nice, nice, very good sound. Filled the room. Excellent. Had a good time. Right. Did some reading while it was on because it's not exactly intellectual dance music, but yeah, had a good time. Um, a lot of groups, you know, as I'm saying, can't recapture their spark, you know? None of the former Beatles, you know, the ones that, who were still alive, Paul and Ringo, neither of them have any idea. Ringo maybe never did know how to recapture any spark from the Beatles because it's not like he had a whole lot of hand in songwriting there. You know, he has one reasonable record and that's Ringo from 1973 and the best song on there, he did not write, you know? Uh, Paul McCartney, whatever, you know? Wings was the last thing he did that was good. Um, and all these other people, you know, from The Who to Ozzy Osbourne, everyone I've spoken about just now in this kind of long-winded but quite, quite compact review, uh, they don't seem to know how to get it. The Pet Shop Boys, at least, as far as I know, hearing this, they get it, right? And I think, you know, it is a little bit upsetting to hear the musical heroes and the much-vaunted legends of the music world kind of slowly dying off both creatively and physically and we're in an age right now as you know as happens every now and then cause it isn't every decade it's every 30 or so years the old guard you know the old guard of great musicians die off and new ones take their place now I, I may sound a little bit you know edgy saying this but i don't exactly see who is taking the place of bands like the beatles of bands like the stones for example who are shit recently you know the place of like bruce springsteen or or ranging so far as you know Susie and the banshees depeche mode you know prefab sprout i don't see who is replacing all those groups from the 70s 80s 60s whatever right i don't see who's coming in in the last 30 years to do that i see a lot of people who flare you know they've spark up and then they flare out in two or three years i see a lot of groups who have a commercial following but not you know the critical artistic chops to back it up people that get popular with their music these days, right, it can still be good work. I'm not saying there's not good art coming out because there always is, but they're never hitting both the critical and the commercial positivity in the same way at the same time, you know? And I'm just hoping that this year, next year, whenever, I see someone and I can point to them, and I can point to a group or an individual, and I can say that person has both things under their belt and they're going to take the music world, right, in their hand and hold it, right? They're going to be able to take this place and transform it into their vision of what they think pop music, rock music, whatever should be the same way the Beatles did, same way other groups have done, right? I'm not seeing it so far. Anyway, there's a little rant for you because I had nothing else to say about the Pet Shop Boys. Uh, This is the first track and it's called Will of the Wisp, or Willow the Wisp. Uh, I give this a seven and a half or an eight. Maybe I'll revisit it, up it or or lower it, but generally I would recommend it if you've got nothing else to do. And here is that track. As always, thank you for listening to Record Store with me. Uh, If you like the podcast, please follow it on Spotify. Subscribe to it and listen to the episodes from beginning to end when they come out so you can boost my numbers. Uh, If you have any queries, questions or comments, you can email me at recordstorepodcast at gmail.com. The sound effects are from soundbible.com and that little jazz song is called Midnight in Venice and it is by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Uh, Thank you for listening once more And I'll see you in a couple of days For the next episode And I think we're doing the new Green Day record Which I've heard is shit So we'll see (laughs)